everybody. Welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzaffel. Alongside me, as always, is George Rogers, but this time with red hair. Yes. And Festive. today we're going to be talking about the Santa Claus in our month-long holiday movie special. Christmas movie special, whatever you want to call it. Um, but um, before we get into that, hey, I got some good news coming out of DC Comics. Remember how last week I went on a nice little rant about fucking some shit? This sounds about about right. Yeah. Well, uh, quickly, we have some good things coming out of the comics division. So, um, real quick, James Tiny in the fourth will still be continuing his Batman run, but he is also doing a Joker comic. That was fantastic. I'm all for that because he's a fantastic writer. Same thing with Ram V. He will continue his Justice League Dark run, but he's also doing a monthly, I believe it's a monthly Swamp Thing comic. And he's a fantastic writer as well. Oh, fantastic. <clears throat> Chip Zdarsky, you may know him from the current Daredevil run, is going to be doing a Batman run. Uh, you said Chip Zdarsky? I definitely thought you were about to say Chips Ahoy. Yeah, him too. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, called Batman Urban Legends. I don't know much about it, but he is probably the second best writer in Marvel after Donny Cates. So his exclusivity contract expired and DC snatched him up. So he'll obviously still be doing his Daredevil run, but he's going to be doing mm-hmm. some Batman stuff though. Nightwing is getting a new writer, which is Tom Taylor, which I do enjoy his DC work. His Marvel work is fucking garbage, but his DC stuff is really good. Did you good. see that new cover? Of Nightwing? Yeah. Yeah, that That's looks very good. good. So yeah. I'm <clears throat> I'm looking forward to jumping on Nightwing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And finally, we have our Superman and Action Comics writer. It is Philip Kennedy Johnson. You may know him as the guy who's currently writing The Last God for the DC Black Label series, and that is fantastic i'm just happy it's not mark wade because mark wade while he's written good stuff in the past he's real hit and miss now so this i'm really excited for so i can get back in the superman action comics next up so uh, before that as i drop off a few titles coming into march after future state i will be picking up a few new titles because they've enticed me with some of these names so i'm happy about that Mm-hmm. Next up, I'd like to uh, say rest in peace to the original Boba Fett, which was Jeremy Bullock, as we're recording this on Thursday, the 17th. Yeah, we found out today that he passed. Yes, yeah, a few hours ago. He was also um, in a couple Bond movies as well. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, Played Smithers in, uh, as part of Q Branch. Yeah, we'll, we'll put something up on... I, I put a post up on our Multiverse Movie Podcast page. We'll put something up on the Bond Podcast page as well. But um, Boba Fett's my second favorite Star Wars character behind, behind, behind Han Solo, so... Oh, I mean, granted, he only did, he only did the, he was physically Boba Fett in, yeah. in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, but, but still, it's um, another one like a David Prowse. He's yeah. the legend behind the helmet. So, uh, sad. The only seventy five. I mean, I don't want to say only seventy five, but that is kind of young. young. So it, it jumped for the for this. Time, <clears throat> um. Yeah. So it's a sad day, and, and rest in peace to him. So, um, I don't think there's really a. Anything else too much? So one more week until Wonder Woman comes out. Yep. Super excited for that. Yep, Super excited to go to the theater to see that too. So really excited for that. And yep, um, buying tickets tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So yep. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything because well, it's not really a spoiler because uh, I have no idea what her role is in the movie. But um, Linda Carter. Linda Carter has a cameo in the movie. Uh, I just have <clears throat> I have no idea what her role is. Could, could be a taxi driver for all we know, but um, it's it's good to see her 
Well, the rumor is she's got a a, a cameo, and I don't know if it's hundred percent certain, but the rumor is she does have a cameo in the movie, so that'd be pretty cool. I'm really excited for that, and I'm hearing some good things about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like to. I do have a beef about it, though. Not about the movie, about people beefing about a certain thing in the movie. So people are bitching about, and I I, I just thought of this because I wasn't planning on ranting today, um, but you know me. Um, <clears throat> so a certain beefy yeah sorry i just thought it just came to me um a certain group of people are bitching that maxwell lord is a representation of a certain uh political pundit not pundit political figure in the united states of america no maxwell lord is is a legitimate fucking character from dc so they're saying that they've they've modeled in the movie they're like oh hey Maxwell Lord is an uh, uh, an allegory for Donald Trump. Listen, everybody, you fucking idiots. First thing for let, let's just let's just remove. Listen, the, everybody, you fucking idiots. <clears throat> let's remove the fact that he is a well-established character in DC canon. Yes. Uh, um, this movie takes place in the eighties. In case you didn't notice from the fucking title, who was the biggest name businessman in the eighties? Merv Griffin. Besides him, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Many businessmen in movies that take place in the 80s or filmed in the 80s were modeled after Donald Trump just because he was a well-known figure. So, uh, Biff from Back to the Future 2, loosely based on Donald Trump. Gordon Gecko, based on Donald Trump, just two to name a few. Yeah. So, the movie takes place in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I want you to go to the store. I want you to go to the women's hygiene section. Dear God, we're about to lose some fans, aren't we? I want you to buy a box of tampons and shove them all up your fucking vaginas. Because I'm tired. I'm so sick and tired. Listen, the left pissed me off too. Okay? They do. And you've heard me bitch about that shit. If you know me, you you heard me bitch about it. I am so sick and tired of people taking such a personal fucking offense to anything you say about Donald Trump. Or anything that's remotely even... Oh, because what? Pedro Pascal's got blonde fucking hair in the movie. He looks like Donald Trump. Eat my hole, is what I say. I'm tired of I mean, it. They made... I thought you were the people that were fucking tough and brash and fuck your feelings. You're the biggest fucking crybabies in this fucking country. Well, they weren't skirts the other day. But you are. You fucking are. You've done nothing but bitch and fucking moan since the goddamn election. Here's a fucking, here's a little piece of your own fucking medicine. Get over it. He fucking lost. Because that's what you said to everybody who didn't vote for Trump four years ago. Suck my fucking dick. (laughs) Because not everything is a shot at Trump. Just because you think it is. Because he's a what? A businessman in the fucking 80s. That doesn't mean he's an allegory for Donald Trump. That's what Maxwell Lord fucking is. Was a businessman. I'm getting fucking angry. My hair is flying everywhere. It was looking like Han Solo today, and now it's looking like fucking... uh, Not Han Solo. Han Yolo. (laughs) Hans Olo. (laughs) I just get fucking mad about it. I get fucking mad about it because, like, it's... I'm hearing really good things about the movie, but there's going to be people out there going, oh, what the fuck? You're pissing up your... That's... You know, know, and that's the thing. It's going to get... It'll be... um, It'll be those people who have like the side review pages, like ours, but we don't make any money off mm-hmm. of this. We're not doing this for yeah. any. 
I apologize for my fucking rant, but you know. We're not doing this for any, you know, it's really just for our own enjoyment because we enjoy doing this. Yeah, fuck it. Let's, you know. This is literally what we do when we're not recording. But there are people who get paid for their, who who get paid for their reviews Mm -hmm. and they give more in-depth reviews like than we do who, you know, Mm -hmm. we usually talk about our favorite parts of the movie if we think something is particularly well shot, if Mm -hmm. we think a score, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. But there are people that get in like real depth, you know, real in-depth on their reviews and they're the ones that get paid for their reviews but they're the ones who are going to give this like a negative hit because they think that Maxwell Lord is, uh, or they're going to think that his interpretation in this movie is supposed to be a slide against Donald Trump. It's like, no, he's an 80s yeah. businessman. That's what they look like. If you look at Maxwell Lord in the movie, first off, he doesn't look anything like Donald Trump. I don't think he does. He doesn't he at, at like, all. He looks like Pedro Pascal with blonde hair. Yeah, he looks like, <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's got, you know, like the real nice suit that, that has shoulder pads. That suit's got shoulder pads, my Better friend. Be. That's the 80s. And listen, but, listen. Like, it's, if this was the he, opposite side, too, like, oh, hey, like I would like 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 if this was something that like the left would be bitching about, I would probably be. I, I give I, it time when they see the movie, then they'd be like, "Oh, they're doing a thing like what Trump would do." I promise you, I'd be bitching about that too. I promise you, this isn't just because, like, because it's the it, it, it's the right. It, it pisses me off, yes, because it, it seems like because you're searching mo- for something that's not there. movies are so p- people people are so politically driven with a lot of their stuff now. Mm-hmm. It's like can't we just enjoy stuff for what it is? Yeah, perfect example. Okay, uh, one of my favorite comic book artists, his name is Ethan Van Skyver. Okay, because I actually had this conversation on Facebook today in a in a, a Green Lantern group I'm in, and he is a cons- a Trump. Supporting conservative. L- listen, there's nothing wrong with that. I disagree with you vehemently, politically wise, but I don't let that sway my judgment of the fact that he has been part of some of my favorite Green Lantern comic book runs. He has written a comic book called Cyberfrog, which is really good. I can differentiate between political uh, ideas mm-hmm. and professional work. Um, and I do that with the same with. Uh, uh, hardcore left-leaning people too. I don't agree with everything they do, and I differentiate be- unless it's like in my face. I'll be like, "Hey, this is this isn't my thing." You know what I mean? You know, like Star Wars. You know, mm-hmm. but um, I'm just tired of it because that was the first thing I fucking heard when like the when I I, I listened to a couple non-spoiler reviews of Wonder Woman, and that was like the first <clears throat> thing that. Some people were saying that, well, it's clear that this movie's about Orange Man bad. It's like, and I immediately stopped listening to the review. It's because, it, who cares? Even if that is what he is, are you that insensitive with yourself that you have to, like, completely rip this movie apart because you're a pussy? I'm going to say. Or, or not, like, you know, not, are you insensitive? Are you too sensitive? Too sensitive is what or I meant too to sensitive. say. Yeah, too, too sensitive. Too soft. Mm, too soft. I... I actually look. I I am not somebody who unfriends people or blocks people for their political views. I blocked somebody for the first time for their political views this week. Interesting. Somebody I knew from the army. Somebody I used to respect in the army because I realized he was a fucking nutcase, and I was like, I'm just gonna block him. Yeah. Like I just I, unfollowing and unfriending is not even enough. I'm just gonna block him because. He was completely unhinged. Uh, a Trump supporter, which, which again is fine. I have Trump supporters in my family. I disagree with them vehemently, and they live in Florida. We expect, but um, <laughs> I, I just I couldn't do it. Like I was like, this guy's just fucking obsessed. But 
and I, I apologize for losing my cool there, but like, like I said, and like you said, not everything is politically driven. He's a businessman in the eighties. Of course, he's going to be fucking, if he is quote unquote, like Trump, I did the air quotes there. He's a businessman in the eighties. That's what they, that is. But even if he was a, but even if like he, 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 Trump's a, is, is, is a real estate developer. He made all his money in, in real estate. Yeah. Like Maxwell Lord isn't a real estate developer. No. He shot Blue Beetle in the head. Yeah. He's just. The original Blue Beetle, Ted Kord. (laughs) Maxwell Lord is essentially just another version of. Lex Luthor. But not as rich as Lex Luthor. Yeah. He's, 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 he's Wonder Woman's Lex Luthor. Yeah. To put it in terms of. He's not not really a Wonder Woman villain though. He's more of a Justice League villain. Yeah, but I mean, like he's yeah. he, he's an evil businessman, but not to the extent that what Lex Luthor is. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, <clears throat> I mean, if you look all over DC, there's evil businessmen all over the place. Yeah, that's all and, they I are. Mean, it, evil I, businessmen I, I and think, monsters. <laughs> and I think what I was getting with was, um, stop looking for stuff to be pissed off yeah. about. Both sides, you know, don't get pissed off because they decided not to fucking race swap a character. Now, if this like, was like, and I'm not even, I'm not even going to get into the fact that Black Adam is turning. Here we go. That's not that's, that's Black Adam looks woke as shit. See, I'm mad about that. Mm-hmm. That's that's left stuff. Mm-hmm. Not I, I, not that I'm pissed, but it's just like, oh, I mean, you're just completely ignoring the comics, like a hundred percent. Even with the casting of Black Adam, <laughs> he cast a Black Simone guy to play a fucking Middle Eastern. It's the Rock. It is the Rock though, and he it's looks like Black Adam, but still. Yeah. So it's like I'm I'm pissed off about that because you're not following the comics. Yeah. I can be pissed off at the fact that people are they're digging. Yeah. They're digging but, because they want to be yeah. mad about. Something. But as I told you when we were when we were talking about when we were talking about Black Adam, I still want to see it because I do too. Because I love seeing The Rock talk about it. Mm. He's got so much passion behind his voice, yeah. and he gets excited when he's talking about the different things. I have never seen this guy get this excited about filming a movie. And no. he's in the Fast and Furious franchise. He was in the Scorpion King, and I love them. Yeah, like he's so, like but, he he's so like a hundred percent on board. He's excited because I think probably because he's he's happy to play like a superhero. Like mm-hmm. he no doubt read comics growing up. I mean, shit, he was he's in the wrestling industry. Basically, all of them it's we see him on TV. They're they're they're, they're really comic book characters. You're gonna tell me Incredible. You're gonna yeah. tell me you're gonna tell me Hulk Hogan's not a comic book character come to life. Yeah, pretty he much. He's a comic book character. Come Especially to life. that promo we saw of fucking Brutus in '79 cutting for him. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's Ter- coming. He's he's, he's Terry Boulder's coming. Terry, everybody, Terry Boulder's uh, <laughs> coming. Yeah, I think my point is stop trying to make enemies. Try stop trying to to. Um, What's the word I'm thinking of? Try, stop trying to make an enemy out of something that's not there. Yeah. And I'm starting to see a lot of that in The Phantom Menace. Because, like, Disney Star Wars is kind of rebounding a little bit with The Mandalorian. And some of the shows that they announced that we talked about last week, uh, I, I think three of them are actually being helmed by Filoni and Favreau. So mm-hmm. that's going to be pushing Disney Star Wars back into the good graces with a lot of people. Because they got two guys who care about Star Wars helming it. I think a lot of people that aren't like world-class bullshitters who are just a pop culture podcast and they just get mad when there's bad storytelling. Their stuff is not politically driven at all. I think there are a lot of people that base their hatred of Disney Star Wars off of politics. Mm -hmm. I base it off of bad storytelling. And I think they're like, oh, fuck, I I won't have anything to bitch about anymore um, if Star Wars gets good again. I mean, I don't want to take it because... 
whatever. Let's get into the fucking review. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was that was a, that was only fifteen minutes. That wasn't bad. Yeah. Well, right. So. You got anything else to add? Nothing. I don't have anything. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to the top ten. If yeah. You, if you did. Yeah. And the Scrooge review, which after going back and reading it, the Scrooge review just seems like it's it was just tacked on to a yeah a rant. yeah we really so, need, we need really, I think I think going maybe, forward yeah you know, we we were pot, we were throwing around the idea oh the Snyder cut yeah it got March announced March I didn't see dates though did they say dates yet no they just said March March okay either way it's four episodes so there's a very good chance on both of our birthdays we're going to be able to see an episode yeah so, so hey, I think what happy birthday I to think me. we're Thanks, leaning like on maybe just doing the month of March. With the Snyder Cut. I don't want a movie being... Like with Scrooge kind of got tacked on the end of a discussion. Mm-hmm. Remember when we did Mannequin? Or what we can do is... We, we can see movies a whole or, month. Or what we can do is instead of how every month we have our special episode of the top 10, instead of a top 10, we wait until all four episodes of the Snyder Cut come <clears> out. <throat> instead of doing a top 10, we do the Snyder Cut review. We could. I mean, we've got a couple months to figure it yeah. out, but... I just uh, I noticed we did that with Mannequin too. We did the DC fandom coverage, and then yeah, Mannequin was like the last twenty minutes of the episode. So yeah, uh, I don't think it's fair. I mean, granted, some movies are only like a twenty minute review anyway. So yeah. maybe we should do the review first and then talk about it. You know, <laughs> uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But um, I'm ex- I'm super excited for that. But anyway, let's get into the, the Santa Claus, mm-hmm. right? Um, George, did you see this movie in theaters? I did. Did you? I can't remember if it. I'm pretty sure I did, though. My mom's a big Tim Allen fan. I yeah. mean, 1994, I mean, shit. He was on top of the world. Oh, yeah. With, with Home Improvement. Yeah. Plus, he had a, a very successful um, stand-up career in the 80s. Cocaine in the 70s. <laughs> I mean, it's Tim Allen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, mean, he I, mean I, I wonder if there yeah. was any worry on this set. It's like, oh, we got Tim Allen on all this white powder. What's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I'm almost positive I saw this movie in theaters. But, you know, you get you get 26 years out. Mm-hmm. And you're not exactly sure what you've seen in theaters, you know, especially being so young. I was only seven when this came out, so yeah. um, I'm almost positive I saw this in the theater. So almost positive. But um, this was released on November 11th, 1994, with a budget of um, 22 million dollars and a box office intake of 90.5 million dollars. Directed by John Pasquin. I actually want to uh, stop you there on the. On how much it grows. It actually grows 189. Okay. But this year, it was actually re-released in some theaters since a lot of theaters weren't getting movies due to COVID. Mm. They released some back in theaters, and this got re-released. And it oh, made really? like 400-some thousand. Oh, okay. So that's why it's over 190. Interesting. But I, I didn't know it was re-released. I read that. Interesting. I was today years old when I found out. Oh. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Produced by Robert Newmeyer, Brian Riley, Jeffrey Silver. Written by Leo Benvenuti and Steve Rudnick. Music by Michael Convertino. I think that's how you say it. Sure. Why not? Michael Italian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starring Tim Allen, Wendy Crewson, David Krumholtz, Judge Reinhold, Eric Lloyd, and Peter Boyle. This think, is a... I think that's it. This is a... A staple for me every year. I, every, I, I do. I love year. this movie. There's, um, I'm noticing the older I get, or maybe it's just this year. Mm. There's a lot of stuff I'll see when I'll watch, um, and it gets kind of 
I don't want to say hard to watch, mm -hmm. but I get, I start feeling like a little emotional watch because it brings back a lot of memories because I haven't spent the holidays like with my mom in 10 years. Mm -hmm. It was 10 years. That's when I was out in California. Yeah. It was 10 years ago. Yeah, it's true. So it's, I, I always enjoyed the holiday, you know, and, and as I'm getting older and realizing, you know, a lot of my family is not going to be around. For some, my mom lives in the other side of the country. It's, it, you know, it's just, sometimes it kind of hits me that I may never be able to spend the holidays with my mom again. Mm -hmm. You know, just being on the opposite sides of the country. Travel's a bit of a mess around the holiday season. I mm -hmm. mean, I work retail, so mm -hmm. getting off during December is is like pulling fucking teeth out of an alligator's mouth. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's some things I, there's some things I watch that they, they, they get a little difficult to watch during the holidays. But this one... Um, I love this movie. I, I do too. I absolutely. I do too. I absolutely adore it. I think it's. I think it's, not just one of the. I mean, obviously one of the best holiday movies ever made. But it's it's peak Tim Allen, and Tim Allen is right wing. But I don't hold this movie. He is as, right wing compared to what the rest of Hollywood is. Yeah, because he is very much a like yeah. a moderate yeah. centrist he's, Republican. Yeah, he's not right wing like James Wood, Scott Bayo, and Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. He's like, Did you see Scott Bay was feuding with Christopher Titus on Twitter? Oh, my God. Yeah. He tried calling out Christopher Titus like, oh, this is how much you're worth. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, how much How much were you worth in the 80s, Chachi, and what are you worth now? Yeah. It's like, like or, or somebody goes, it's like, it's like oh, like, mm -hmm. or someone's like, oh, like, look, or, or somebody was defending Scott Bay and they're like, oh, well, who's Christopher Titus and why are you even bother feuding with him? And somebody comment back, it's like, oh, well, it's like, yeah, well, Christopher Titus had a show, but he didn't get accused of raping his co-stars like some people did. Scott Baio. Did he? Scott Baio. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't think Scott Baio wasn't trying to rape anybody on fucking uh, Charles in Charge? Wouldn't surprise me. But, uh, but he's a scumbag named Scott. But Hollywood is notoriously very left-leaning. Yes. And there's, again, there's nothing wrong with that. Just like there's nothing wrong if you're there's nothing wrong right-leaning. Yeah, no. right there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm not trying to attack your political no. beliefs when I rant. But I get a little, I get a little tired of your bullshit. Um... Tim Allen is very much a centrist compared to the, like, he's not like hardcore right Lindsey Graham clutching his pearls bullshit like that, or Scott Baio and James Woods and Scott stuff Scott like Baio that. and Dean Kane working yeah. at Walmart on the weekends. He's very much the, like, mopping up the, the shitters. He's very much, he's right leaning compared to like the rest of Hollywood, like yeah. Madonna. Madge. 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 Shit, <laughs> shit, like, shit, shit like her, yeah. who's just like off the deep end left, yeah. you know? But it's a, this it, it's such a it, it's such a feel good holiday movie, and especially since it's oh, and it's Disney spot. and it's Disney. It's a, it's a Disney, so Disney was still making great movies. I mean, yeah. they, it's back this Disney, is the height of back, Disney's great. It's movies. back when Disney was making great live action movies. Yeah, because there was a time where where yeah because because even in the, in the in the nineties we had that um, that renaissance of Disney animated movies, mm -hmm. but underneath all that we got. Like the Mighty Ducks movies, yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, mm -hmm. the Santa Claus. Like these were all great mm -hmm. live action movies that came out mm -hmm. that you were like, oh yeah, Rocketeer, that's Rocketeer. which is a cult classic now. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of money when it came out, but it's it's it, beloved a, now. A lot of people love that movie. Every time I talk to people, we and if it ever comes up in a you know conversation, you know, somebody people like, yeah, I love that movie. I'm like, who doesn't? Yeah, Dick Tracy. Oh, I believe that was distributed by Buena Vista Films. It was Buena Vista, yeah. Yeah, so that was Disney, yeah. but um. 
Yeah, that the nineties. Uh, Speaking of it, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, the D- Disney in the nineties was unstoppable. Oh yeah, animated and live action. They were and, a force. And this and, and, and Pixar, which I mean, well, the original movie Pixar used to be owned by Lucasfilm, and then <clears> and then they they sold the rights to Disney. Yeah, the but, first Pixar movie was Toy Story, which yeah. also Tim Allen. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just you know a year later. Um, yeah, unstoppable Disney was in the nineties with these. They're, I'm pretty sure I'm, we're missing another live action. Disney I'm sure we 90s. are. While you start reading, I'm gonna look it up because yeah, I, I know I'm mis- I know we're missing something. Yeah. We named a couple, but I know there's a big one out there that we're just like, oh fuck, Samsonite. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> Never start with an S though. Yeah. Air Bud was that them? <laughs> I think so. Actually, <laughs> probably. Flipper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Paul Hogan. <laughs> yeah, and uh, no, Free Willy. Free Willy. Oh was yeah, that Disney? Free- was that Disney? Had to be. <laughs> there's no way it was. Tough. Yeah, I mean, uh, starring a kid, Michael Jackson. It's got all the. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm going to get into it. Scott Cowan. Newsies! <laughs> Bean likes newsies. I do not. Yeah. Scott Calvin, a successful. Uh, hocus Pocus. Yeah, uh, shut up. A successful toy salesman prepares to spend Christmas Eve with his young son, Charlie. Scott wants Char- Musketeers. Yeah. Scott wants Charlie to maintain his belief in Santa Claus despite not believing himself. Scott's former wife, they could, could have said ex-wife, but they yeah. said former, Laura and her psychiatrist husband, Dr. Neil Miller, both stop believing in Santa Claus at a young age and feel that Charlie needs to do so as well. On Christmas Eve, Scott and Charlie are awakened by a noise on the roof. Scott investigates and finds a man standing on the roof, whom Scott startles into slipping and falling to the ground. The dead man's body disappears and leaves behind a red suit and business card stating that if anything were to happen to Santa Claus, whoever is responsible... We have to put on the suit and continue from where Santa left off. All right. Tim Allen is a successful '90s businessman. He's a toy salesman. You know, he's mm-hmm. you know he's he's head. He, he's you know like any other businessman in the '90s. Ah, I'm celebrating. But he's also he's also every divorced dad in the '90s. He's trying to make dinner. Honey, I was trying to kids was the '90s, or '80s. Yeah, it was '89 though. Yeah. So, but well, it's not the nineties. The second one was yeah, 90s. but Little Mermaid was eighty nine. You gonna fucking get me on that one too? Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah. Blank check. Blank. Che- go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Angels in the outfield. Squanto Warriors Tale. Sure. Indian in the cupboard. Was that them? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I think that was Paramount. Yeah. But I Operation Dumbo Drop. Yeah. Kid and King Arthur's Court. Your favorite. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> young Dale Craig. Yeah. Young James Bond. <laughs> yeah. The. But I, they always go to that, you know, oh, the dad can't cook. You know, he's burning his hands when they're... You know. The stereotypical, and he, he goes, stereotypical you know, bullshit. goes to Denny's and all the other single dads there, you know, with their war wounds of trying to cook a meal. Mm-hmm. And it's it, it, it's such a played out trope now, but in the 90s, it was, it was hilarious. Because that's all the sitcoms were too, you know. The mom was always well together. It's like, oh, I left dad in charge of dinner. It's like, oh no, what are we going to do? They cut to Dan Connor pulling a, bit, a can of fucking pork and beans out of the out of the closet. Mm. But go, oh, I'm going to fix dinner. You know, stuff like that. Mm. And I'm, I'm not saying it's not true because Amy is clearly a much better cook than I am. So it is true. It, yeah, I'm not saying, it, well, yeah, I'm not saying it's, it's I not. Was a, I was a much better cook than my ex-wife. She could cook though. She learned how to cook though. You're uh, much better at many things than your ex-wife. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. But once I stopped cooking because yeah. I started working so much in the army, I uh, mm. she picked up the slack. Yeah, I'll, like, go, I'll give her credit on that. She made a fucking great Alfredo. A fucking bitch. Mm. You, you trying to talk about great Alfredo in this house? 
Oh, I mean, it's not as good as hers. Oh, but it was yeah, still good yeah, Alfredo. Yeah, yeah. Nothing beats a homemade Alfredo. No, no. If you can master no. homemade Alfredo, homemade Alfredo mm-hmm. it, it's going to blow anything you get out of store, yeah. store bought. So. I mean, I'm not I'm not a very good hook, but I know how to, like... A create, very good hook? Uh, uh, you're right, because you have both hands. I'm not a very good hook or crook. <laughs> or a crook. My hook or crook? I am not a chemical. I'm not a chemical? By hook or crook, I'm not a chemical. Good night, everybody. Dean's dead. <laughs> oh, Christ! I am a crimpet. But you know, he Scott doesn't want Charlie to stop believing in Santa Claus because it's uh, it's it's like a childlike innocence. Yeah. So, time out. I, I want to ask you a question about that. What do you think? We, I mean, you don't have any kids. I mean, Amy's got a kid, but you don't have any kids. I don't have any kids. Thank God. But. What do you think about that? Do you do you think it's right to lie to children to believe in Santa Claus? I never saw anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand the you know the the lie where it's you know I don't I don't want to lie to my child. I don't want to you know I don't want to you know I don't want them to grow up with that. But there's a there's a lot of variables in that as well. I mean, I I like I mean I I enjoy Christmas, so I I never saw anything wrong with the Santa Claus thing. Because, you know, as it's getting close to time, it's like, oh, you know, leave the milk and cookies out for Santa Claus. You know, it gave my mom a reason to fucking make cookies. I mean, she was going to bake that. I mean, she she was baking them regardless. And this, let me tell you about this woman making fucking cookies real quick. And I hope she's listening. She's not. But I hope she is. I want meatloaf. Not only I want meatloaf. <laughs> this is what this woman would do. Yeah. She would bake cookies and then make a batch and keep them in her room so I wouldn't eat them. How ignorant! <laughs> but then leave some out. But then leave some out for me. But I think that was more my dad because right. he wanted cookies and right. didn't want to share them. So she I would mean, just make cookies and keep them in the bedroom. I think the whole thing with Jesus. Jesus. I looked up and saw the thing on the wall. <laughs> but that's bad. No, no, no. The thing with Layla's picture. Oh. <laughs> so, but but I guess you guess. I mean, you're right. I mean, yeah, yeah true, Jesus, true, Batman true. isn't. Yeah. Uh, it's not Superman picture. Let's be honest. It's <laughs> <laughs> the, the devil. The devil will do it. Um, let's be honest here, people. I mean, people fucking let their kids believe in Jesus. I that's mean, where I was actually. You know, you know that's I mean? where like, I was going to. Yeah. That's where I was going to continue on yeah. with that. I know that's a controversial it's, topic. It's but, a, it is. You know. Yeah, it's it's a controversial topic. But telling look, whether you believe it or you don't, I don't. I don't know. Um, literally, we're two, there, we are two atheists. Yeah, there was honestly. a there was a time when I did, but the older I got, the more I started realizing. You know what? A lot of this shit doesn't match up. A lot of this stuff doesn't make sense to me. So rather than sit there and try to go to someone who's going to persuade me to believe their way, I just went my own. Did you get cold as a kid? I did. I let did me too. Tell you, My grandparents no, 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 no. gave it to me one no, no, time. No. <laughs> let me tell you about this coal I got. It wasn't like an actual like piece of. Uh, like a breakstone fucking charcoal or anything. Mm. It was like, it was fake coal. It was actually a candle that mm. was shaped like coal, but it smelled like mint. My, uh, I got that one year. It's like, oh, I'm like, oh, do I, cause I thought, I'm like, do I eat this? She's like, it's fucking wax, idiot. I'm like, oh, all right. My, uh, <laughs> my grandparents, my mom's parents gave me a bag of coal with, with presents, of course, but it was, it was, a, it was a, as a joke, yeah. as a ruse. So, uh, yeah. I, mm-hmm. kudos to them. Yeah. <laughs> Love them. I wonder, like, how many people, who uh who did grow up believing in Santa Claus. I wonder, you know, if their parents really did go that far as to where like, you know, if you were 
a little son of a bitch all year if all you got was just like a bag of fucking kings for charcoal. Yeah. It's like, this is how bad you were. You didn't yeah. get any other gifts. So, did, did your parents, did your, yeah, so, you, so your parents told you about Santa Claus, right? My mom did. My dad didn't give one way or the other. My parents did too. I just don't remember when but, I... I don't remember but figuring here, out that he wasn't real. But here, actually, it was probably was when I found the fucking presents. But here's the year. but here's the funny thing about it though, because like, I I believe for a while, but like nobody ever outwardly came out and just told me that Santa Claus didn't exist. Yeah. Nobody ever like sat me down and was like, all right, I need to tell you the truth about Santa Claus. It was basically one year I got gifts that said from Santa, and the next year they all said from mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And I never, I I never got like that sit down talk like, all right, this is. Listen, this is going to be a hard thing for you to learn. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, yeah, you know, they're there. But then, like, later on, my mom would just, along with the joke, I was 18, would give me gifts right from Santa Claus. And I'm like, mm. I'd look at her and be like, what? She's like, and she's like, ah, I was just being funny. So, another question is, what do you think about, uh, so there's this controversy that goes around. People are saying, uh, like, um, you know, I, I saw this, it was not a meme, but it was like a post of people saying, like, don't label pre- like expensive presents from Santa because then it makes other parents look bad. What do you think about that? Like like the expense like if you buy your kid like a fucking uh, PS5, a, a 9-year-old PS5, you should put it from yourself, not Santa and like make a maybe like a lower cost toy f- label it from Santa cuz like not every parent can give their can buy their kid a PS5 or you know something along those lines. Well, here's my Here's my thought on that. Because then, because then, like that kid, like let's say this, okay? Like I buy my, I buy my kid a PS Five. Okay, let's say I have a, a, a wench that I'm, I'm hitched to with a fucking anchor, um, and um, so I'm like, oh, I'll buy a little fucking. Uh, Little old John Boy to fucking uh, PS5. John Boy? What, you live on fucking Walton's Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, George, you're, you're, you have a, a kid as well, and you're like, well, I can only afford this stuffed animal. And we both label from Santa again. Now your kid's going to feel like shit because, of, well, why didn't Santa give me a PS5? What do you think about that? Like, well, first off, you didn't write it on your fucking list. Second of all, I didn't read your list. I threw it in the trash. But at the, um, I don't understand. I, I don't understand that. I mean, I, I understand what you're telling me is that, you know, the expensive gifts should come Gish? on. Gifts should <laughs> should be labeled from mom and dad so that way the other kids don't, you know, don't forbid that Santa Claus gave one something and didn't give it to another kid. But I think that's more, I don't think that has anything to do with um, with Santa Claus. I think that has everything to do with how parents want to be viewed by their kids. Hmm. because it's like, oh, well, you know, Santa Claus only got you this fucking train that has square wheels, but I got you a PS5. Hmm. Like, I don't, I don't think that, I mean, the way they're wording it by saying, oh, we know, you don't want to tell other kids, that's how we know if other kids are talking, they they don't feel bad. It has nothing to do with the kids feeling bad. I think it has everything to do with how these parents want to be viewed by their kids. Hmm. Because it's, and I'm sure I'll get run through the fucking ring. You don't have a kid, you don't know. I have a, I have a step kid. And we don't have to do the Santa Claus thing because she doesn't believe, and she never did. Amy never instilled it; it wasn't yeah. a thing, which is yeah, fine. Like I said, and I don't, we were we, at the yeah. mall. Which like, is, which is, like, you denied her of a soul crushing uh, life experience of finding out Santa Claus isn't real. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, but I I think when people do that, I think it's more just the parents. Yeah, I think it just has everything to do with how they want to be viewed and like the gifts that they give. I can, I can buy into that. That's that. I mean, I I may be wrong, but that's how I'm interpreting it because. You know, if 
if I, you know, 10 years old, I'm not saying, oh, well, Santa got me this, Santa got me that. It was always, oh, well, what did you get for Christmas? Oh, well, I got I got a Super Nintendo, I got a basketball, I got some Legos. You know, I, got, so I didn't say who they came from because nobody ever asked me, oh, who got you that? Who got you that? It was always like, it was always, what did you get? Mm-hmm. So kids aren't going to sit. Kids aren't going to be sitting around the fucking schoolyard. Well, they're not now because of COVID. But they yeah. were. They're not sitting around comparing what Santa Claus gave them. That's not something. That's not something kids do. Yeah. That's something adults do. Yeah. Adults will compare shit fucking left, right, all over the place. Kids oh, yeah, all the time. Kids aren't going to sit around talking about what they got for Christmas and start comparing the shit they got. That's not something kids do because they don't have that yet. They're still young and naive. They're not trying to vie for fucking people's attention and try yeah. to make themselves look good on the fucking PTA meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fucking said it, and I don't care. Yeah, I got well. This we, is, we both have a lot of problems with the way kids are raised now. This is this is the, 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 this is my belief. This is my yeah. like everybody wants to be their kid's best friend. It's like, how would you be a parent first? Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, let's get back to that. Yeah, we've deviated. Yeah. I just want to say one thing about this picture of you and Amy and uh, Tim Curry. Why is he not smiling? You are a fucking monster. I know. That you're getting coal. <laughs> that's not coal. It's shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's my coal. Uh, it's not solid, though. <laughs> isn't, it? isn't it? It's inside a bottle. It's liquid. You just mix it up. Oh. Add a little powder to it. Basil, this coffee tastes like shit. It is shit, Austin. Oh, so it's not just me. Yeah. <laughs> one per, here's your one per podcast. Here's your one per list. So, and and Scott's reading the the night before Christmas with Charlie. It's you know I I don't. Are do you prefer his reading of the of the night before Christmas, or do you prefer Chevy Chase's reading of the night before Christmas? Well, Tim Allen did skip a few pages. Hey, he was and to all a good night. <clears throat> no, so there was that. Better, <laughs> better father, uh, Chevy Chase, or Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Chevy loved his kids in the movies, though. He just—I don't think he was happy in his marriage because he kept fantasizing about Christmas. Chevy Brinkley. may love his family, but yeah, I don't, well then he doesn't. Well then he doesn't love his kids that much because what are his kids gonna think when they come home and see uh, and see, see <coughs> Chevy cheating on his uh, <coughs> cheating on Ellen with fucking you know some bimbo down the road, Man, like the, the lingerie salesman from the uh, saleswoman from the yeah. uh, from the. Uh, the department store. I mean, obviously, I, I, I mean, obviously, Scott and his wife. Department store. From, obviously, uh, Tim Allen and his wife are divorced, but uh, but Scott cares enough about Charlie to not wanted them. To judge Randall of all people. To, yeah, yeah. Talk about fucking selling down. Ugh, you left Tim. You left the Tim the tool man for uh, second banana and fucking Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Insured by the card that the reindeer will know what to do and to please Charlie, Scott dons a suit and spends the rest of the night delivering gifts before the reindeer take them to the North Pole. Once they arrive, Bernard, the head elf, explains to Scott that because he put on the suit, he is subjected to a legal technicality known as the Santa Claus, meaning that he has agreed to accept all of Santa's duties and responsibilities and gives him 11 months to get his affairs in order before reporting back to the North Pole on Thanksgiving. Confused and overwhelmed, Scott changes into the pajamas provided to him and falls asleep. I like how that North Pole looks. I do too. Like the the shop is it's not it's not out really right in the open. It's like beneath the ice cap essentially. No, it, it it's hidden. So 
you know, if if, if someone's uh, on an expedition, they're not going to stumble upon it like, oh, <laughs> like there's a thing here. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy like the legal, the the legal technicality of the fact that it's the Santa Claus, like because you know because yeah. it's it's with an e on the end. Mm-hmm. And when we were kids, we didn't know. We just thought it was another Santa Claus. And it's like, oh, there's a thing called a clause. No, I think I understood that. Like a clause in a contract. I didn't. I was fucking dope. Well, you're a simpleton. Mm-hmm. 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 And he's trying to get out of it. He's like, ah, hey, Barabbas. Like, I how how do we get out of it? You know. It's like, it's like, I gotta get home. It's like, no, you're, you're Santa Claus now. It's like, oh, but what if I choose not to believe any of this? And everyone just stops. Mm-hmm. It's like, then everyone's going to be extremely disappointed. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's like, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to, uh, you wouldn't want to, to disappoint the entire world, would you? Santa. Mm-hmm. That's why, because they have the same initials, Scott Calvin, Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. So all good stuff there. The fucking... I still, I still laugh at the, at the scene with the fucking Punch and Judy dolls, when he's changing in the room and he drops his pants and the fucking puppets scream, like it, yeah. it, it, it's so fucking juvenile, but I, I love it every time. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I always, I always chuckle. <clears throat> but, <clears throat> excuse me. The next morning, Scott awakens in his own bed and believes that the events. The events of the prior night were a dream until he sees he's still wearing the pajamas that were given to him. Over the course of the following year, Scott undergoes a drastic transformation. He begins to gain a large amount of weight, resulting in a round, pudgy belly, along with an increased liking for sweet food, especially milk and cookies. He later develops a thick beard that grows on his face in spite of attempts to shave it, and his hair whitens and proves immune to dying. Scott's altered state brings Laura and Neil to the assumption that Scott is deliberately attempting to confuse Charlie, and they successfully petition a judge to suspend Scott's visitation rights. Like, what kind of bullshit is that? That is horseshit. Like, like that, like, 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 that makes me mad. Mm-hmm. And as, uh, and when I was watching this with Amy, obviously because it's been on a lot because of Freeform, they've been mm-hmm. playing the hell out of it, mm-hmm. and she made it, and she brought up a valid point. Like, if, if Neil and uh, Laura don't believe that Scott is really like turning into Santa Claus, then why doesn't he try doing all that shit that he does in the bathroom? And then it all just comes back. Like, why doesn't he just shave his beard in front of them so they can watch it grow back mm-hmm. instantly? Like, why not just do that? Mm-hmm. You know, why not, you know, try to dye your hair and then watch it, you know, return back to fucking white immediately. You know, why, why not do some of this stuff? So that way they would believe it. Or would they not see that? You know, who knows? But I mean, it, it was an, it was an interesting point. But like, he's obviously can't control any of this. You know, he's getting fat shit. Hey, we should watch the Christmas Chronicles after this. Okay, I haven't seen it. Okay, the first one. Did you watch any of them? No, we can watch the second one if you want. I watched it the other day. It's not bad. Which one's better? I mean, we get a flashback to eighties Kurt and in which one? In the Christmas Chronicles too. And we're watching that one. So I mean, I'm sorry. Looking, I'm like, that's that's my guy. And we're watching that one. That's my guy right there. But hey, remember when he was Star Lord's father? Still is Star Lord's father. He's dead. That doesn't change the fact that he's not Star Lord's father, though. True. Mm. Something to think about. But it's not so much of the visitation. But who does that during the holiday season? Oh, women in the nineties, cunts. The court system in America. Hi. <laughs> ding ding. 
There you go. There you go. That's all I gotta say, my friend. And hey, God bless America. Um, Thanks for the twelve hundred bucks. <laughs> so we'll say one thing. God bless America. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Not so much anymore. Um. So did, I wonder now when he went to the soccer game mm-hmm. when it's clearly the summer because it's soccer season mm-hmm. for kids. And he's sitting on a bench, and people keep coming, and the kids are coming up to him, like asking him what they want. He's not advertising anything. He doesn't even look like Santa Claus. He no. just looks vaguely. Yeah. But I wonder if the kids are just like, do they instinctively know that he's like, Santa? That he's Santa, or if that's or if that's just part of the heightened belief of children believing in Santa Claus. It could be. You now, where they're just like that guy looks like Santa Claus because I saw a video uh, of an older man with a white beard shopping in the store, and a little kid came up to him and thought he was Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And he just and he played along with it. He, he just went right along with it. And you know, and the mother and and the mother of the girl was like, "Oh, sorry." And he's like, "No, no, it's fine, it's fine." You know, I guess when you're, we, we when you become that age and you start to look like that with the long white hair and the long white beard, I guess you know, when you go out in public, you you have to realize that people are going to think that you look like Santa Claus or like little kids are going to believe you're Santa. Yeah. So I guess like you know, you wouldn't be doing that if you didn't like you know if you didn't like that feeling. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I know like if, if my beard starts getting white, you know, if I start if I grow out the full beard, not just the, uh, the goatee that I got going on, but once that goes white, it's like, if I grow out the full beard, I know people are going to say I look like Santa Claus. And since I don't ever shave, I mean, it's fucking going to happen. So, but I'm, I'm okay with that because I enjoy, I enjoy Christmas and I enjoy the holiday season. Yeah, I, I have a, actually. I want my. I want my beard to go completely gray now. And then if I do that, I can go to horror conventions. I can cosplay as Bill Goldberg from Santa Slay. Fuck you. When he was just killing people. Fuck you. <laughs> Hurry up and finish this. I'm, I can't believe you brought that up. Garbage day. There you go. There that's, go. that's a proper move. I redeem myself. Yeah, that's a proper move. Don't throw that fucking weighted blanket. I'm not. That thing is heavy it's as gonna shit. Be, it's gonna be a cape. Ooh. It's, it's only a cape for fucking Superman, dog. Oh. What the hell. All right, I guess that's a fucking thing that's going to happen. <laughs> Devastated, Scott goes to Laura and Neil's house on Thanksgiving. Desperate to help his father realize how important oh, it no, is. Oh, my neck, I'm staying. Good. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie shows Scott a magical snow globe that Bernard had given him, finally convincing Scott that he's Santa Claus. After Scott asks Laura and Neil for a minute to talk to Charlie, Bernard appears and transports him and Charlie to North Pole, believing that believing that Scott has kidnapped Charlie. Nora, Laura and Neil call the police. And I know Bernard is an elf, and he's obviously a Christmas elf. But when he's but when he shows up and he takes a bite of turkey, he goes, "Oh, this turkey's so dry. Haven't you people heard of basing? That's the most Jewish fucking thing ever." Yeah, like. Uh, Sorry, friend, I don't think you, Christmas is a holiday you're celebrating. <laughs> I don't mean that in an anti-Semitic way, but it's like, oh, have you people ever heard of basting? It's like, that's that's a Jewish thing. That's, like something, that's like something Mort Goldman would bitch about. Is it? A, like, is it oi, a... this is dry. But, you know, it, it's at that moment when he sees a snow globe that he, that he finally believes himself. Right. He's like, oh, hey, he's that's like, right. I'm he's bad. like, you know what? I did all of this. It's happening. This is what I did. And one thing I'll mention up to you is after they're up at the North Pole and they're going through all this stuff and Bernard introduces Santa to 
the head of their research and development at the North Pole. Yeah. His name? Quentin. Q. Yeah. Little, little, little subtle James Bond there for our friends uh, who listen hey, to us over on Which is funny because Scott Calvin's the same initials as Sean Connery. Oh, God. There you think about that. Tim <laughs> Allen is going to be the next James Bond. I didn't say that. That's, that's what I got out of that. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going through all the. But oh, my God. Fuck a retard, man. But they're going through all that stuff and they're just like, oh, it's like, it's like oh, you got this fire. <sighs> You got this fire retardant suit. You got the, you know, the hat with the radio, the hat with the radio in it. And the entire time he's like, "Yeah, but what if I fall off a roof?" <laughs> <laughs> like the simplest thing, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, what if I fall?" And then they, the, the the fucking reindeer gives him a, a, a goddamn rope. It's like, "Oh, come! This is in case I fall off a roof." Huh? He's like, Ugh. you know, in in, in reindeer speak. Mm-hmm. And it's such a and and that '90s walk that they do to the sleigh while ZZ Top is playing. Mm-hmm. Why was Easy Top playing? Who knows? <laughs> like you could have done anything there. You could have, you could have done a Christmas song. Yeah, but you did ZZ Top's "Give Me All Your Loving," but it worked. Actually, this they they explained it in this clip. What goes on in this town is none of your business. As long as I'm living here, it is. Then maybe you shouldn't be living here. <laughs> that was a. Uh... <laughs> That's direct from the behind the scenes of the sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> I hate, hate life. <laughs> then maybe you shouldn't be living here. <laughs> On Christmas Eve, welcome, Chris. <laughs> yeah. On Christmas Eve, Scott sets out to deliver the gifts with Charlie in tow. However, upon arriving at Laura and Neil's home, Scott is arrested. The elves send a rescue team, the ELFS, mm-hmm. to to uh, help him escape from jail. Scott returns to Laura and Neil's house and manages to convince them he is Santa and asks Charlie to spend Christmas with them as they are his family too. Laura burns the court, the court papers banning Scott's visitation and tells him he can visit any time. I have something to say about that. Do you? I do. We'll get to it. Bernard then appears, uh, grabs that fucking pita made of grass that Judge Reinhold was making that Amy criticized for a good 10 minutes. She's like, what the fuck is that pita he's eating? <laughs> She's like, it's goddamn grass in it. <laughs> Bernard appears tells Charlie that if he shakes the snow globe at any time, his father will appear. Before leaving, Scott gives Laura and Neil two Christmas presents that they never got as children. The mystery date game for Laura and a weenie whistle for Neil, mm-hmm. which caused their disbelief in Santa. When the police try to arrest Scott, he is able to prove his identity to them and the witnesses before heading off. So, a couple of things I want to mention. One is her burning the court papers. You can burn those papers all day. Yeah. The law still says he can't visit Charlie. Yeah. So, you, if, what, you think those are the only copies of that fucking paperwork? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I told him, I was like, she can burn those papers all day. He's still not allowed to see that kid. In the eyes of the in the eyes of the law, she's like, "Yeah, that's not how that works." I mean, I get it for the symbolism, but it's like that's still not how that works. No, <laughs> because Neil is obviously not happy with it. So if Scott keeps coming around, Neil can sit there and go to the court and be like, "Hey, he's violating his <clears throat> he's violating his restraining order." Yeah, totally. And he and Scott would there be nothing he do. He'd be like, "Oh, I guess I gotta go." I mean, obviously, Laura and Scott would be probably divorced or lead to some sort of fight after mm-hmm. that. Uh, and also the interrogation scene when he's arrested and her yeah, like, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's like, 
You say you're Santa Claus. I know you're Scott Calvin. So I'm going to ask for your name and you're going to tell me, Scott Calvin. <laughs> name? Chris Kringle. Uh, that's a great yeah. scene. It really is a great scene. <laughs> name? Sinterklaas. Name? <laughs> it, it reminds me of The Simpsons, the uh, the Mr. Thompson part in the Cape mm-hmm. Fear episode where mm-hmm. it's like, I'm going to step on your foot and say, hello, Mr. Thompson. You smile and nod. And it's like, I think he's talking to you. At the end, when he's going, he's running off all the names that the other countries call Santa Claus, and he gets to the end, and he just goes, Topo Shisho. That is a joke that we do not get. Yeah, what is that? It's from the Ed Sullivan show. That joke was specifically in there for our parents. <laughs> I know Topo Shisho, though. Yeah, it was a bit from, <clears throat> it was a bit from, from Ed Sullivan. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> Topo Shisho. It's this, right? It is not that. It is not that. That that's not it. That's that's not what that is. That's that, that's not what that is at all. Actually, uh, I I need to hide. But then obviously, you know, he comes back. Everybody comes around. They believe he's Santa because he gave them all these gifts that they never got when they were kids. Which that just seems like a. It's this. <laughs> By the way, January sixth or January fifth on Netflix, uh-huh. Nicholas Cage hosting a show, oh, the, God, yeah. the History of Dirty Words. We talked about his hairline we're, last week. We're gonna review that before every episode, like we've been doing, like with Doom Patrol. Is it a show or is it a movie? I think it's a show. Fuck yes. Yeah. Um, what am I, Topo Gijo? Yeah, I don't know if I want you looking up something that I can't see because I don't. Oh, know it's it. a it's a doll. It's a doll, but it was also... Oh, yes! It I was do a, remember this. It was also a bit on Ed Sullivan. Yeah, I remember seeing yeah. this before, yeah. Yeah. But a nine-year-old... Why, why did he say that was his name? That's not a version of Santa Claus. No, he did it because it was a joke for, like, <laughs> oh, the parent, okay, okay, for, okay, like, okay, okay, our okay. parents watching it. Because gotcha. they watch Ed Sullivan, and they're like, oh, I get that. Yeah, I, I've seen this skit before. Because that was how they said Topo Gijo when he would show up on Ed Sullivan. Like, Topo Gijo. Topo Gijo. Yeah, I do remember this. I remember this. Yeah, I'm obviously, yeah, it's all the show as well, well before me. Well, yeah, but but I I remember seeing this before. I definitely have seen this in my life. Yeah, that's that was why he because he's fucking with the cops gotcha. and he knows and he knows they're not going to shoot him. That makes sense. That makes the nineties. Shortly after he leave, Charlie summons Scott back home with a snow globe. Laura agrees to let Charlie go with Scott for a short ride in the sleigh. Scott embraces his new role as Santa and leaves with Charlie to deliver presents. Finn. Uh, do you have a favorite scene? Oh, man. I don't know. I love... I, I, I tell you right now, I don't have a... There's no scene I dislike. Mm-hmm. I mean, as much as... Like we talked about in the Mrs. Doubtfire review. Yeah. Um, The whole court system of the 90s and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, but, it's on point. I mean, that's... But, it's but, on point. But there's no the movie in the... There's no scene in this movie I dislike. <clears throat> My favorite scene, though, that's a good one. Um... 
I would probably say the first time he goes to the North Pole yeah. and he's delivering the presents because he actually starts to enjoy it and he's spending time with his mm-hmm. son and stuff like that. It's just a feel-good moment. Like when he yells at the kid when he comes downstairs yeah. and when he, when he goes to the second house and she's like, and she's like, you're supposed to be fired. It's like, yeah, well, Santa's watching the saturated fats. And it's like, oh, you didn't drink the milk. It's like, I am I'm lactose intolerant. intolerant. You want this doll? Go back to sleep. <laughs> Can we get a movie with Nicolas Cage of Santa Claus? He's like, oh, uh, listen... Uh, uh, hey. I took your presents, and, and I, I, I threw them at the threw window. Away. I threw them away. Uh, because the gift is inside you. It's the belief you have to that you're a good person to believe it. But bad people get fucking cold. Now we have to find it because we have to go find your presents. Like I had to find Declaration of Independence. What do you think I am? So start a fucking retard, man. That's a, <laughs> wow. <laughs> You've exceeded your limit on that for this episode. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, you've exceeded your limit on Your accent, Pennsylvania Dutch? Saxon Germany. <laughs> we should record that and review that next show. I love that first. Disney. I like the second one too, but the first one I think is a, is a fucking great movie. Disney? Yeah. It's yeah. Towards the end of that run. Mm-hmm. The, um, there's a couple, the, the, there are, there are a couple scenes that I like where he's, um, where he's, Talking with the guidance counselor in the beginning of the movie when when he when they go to career day and mm-hmm. Charlie says he's Santa Claus and all that, and the guidance counselor's like, "Oh, what did you say? Say, say, what did you do before putting Charlie bed? Say, say, what did you guys do on Christmas Eve?" It's like, oh, we we did some shots of brown liquor, field dressed a cat." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like just like ridiculous shit. Shared shared a bowl of sugar, <laughs> which I wonder if that was a Tim Allen. So probably, I think so. Yeah. Um, there's later when he goes to work after he's gained all the weight, so he's wearing that fucking uh, sweatsuit. Yeah, and he's it's and, still too tight. Yeah, and he's yelling about the fact that you know that they're trying to push this total tank thing, and he's like, "Oh, like Santa's reindeer, like they're supple." It's like, "Oh, I hope he'd be good this year because Santa just took out the Pearson home." It's like, "Oh, he's rolling down the street on a Panzer." Mm-hmm. But I, my favorite scene is the fucking interrogation scene. That's I, a good, yeah, yeah. I it's, crack, probably, it's probably my second favorite one. I crack up every time that, and also when he's when he's first in the sleigh and he's and he he's low by the street up mm-hmm. to up against another car and he's like, oh, so to stay on this road, do I just stay straight here until I get to I ninety four? And then just you no, know, and then ends up pulling. It's like the, the like the little Tim Allen jokes mm-hmm. that that work because it's Tim Allen. Yeah, I mean because. He was he, he he was so hot in the nineties. Home Improvement was is is still one of the greatest sitcoms ever absolutely. made. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's been off the air for twenty years now. Twenty one like. years. Twenty one years. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. And it's I mean it, it's still it, it holds up. It still holds. It up. also it's, it's also a testament to how bad t- television really is now. Yeah. At least on you know because shows like Frasier, um, Seinfeld, Home Improvement, they were also all on like the basic cable channels. Yeah. And I think it's a testament that, like, basic cable channels typically don't have good shows anymore. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, you'll find great shows on Stars and HBO and Showtime and stuff like that. Like, there are some but, like, I can't like, tell but, you but, one fucking show on a basic cable channel that's 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 even remotely watchable. That's I mean, not getting canceled after a fucking season. Yeah. I mean, after, after, like, that... In the mid two thousands, when a lot of those '90s shows ended, like mm-hmm. you know, Frasier ended two thousand four, Friends mm-hmm. ended two thousand four. We didn't watch it. No, but, I was never. A but fan but of it's part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that era, like, yeah. like <clears throat> Will and Grace, I think their first Seinfeld one, ended in '99. Seinfeld ended like '98, '99, something like that. Yeah. Um, like Will and Grace ended like in the mid two thousands. Like there hasn't the, been the a nanny. Whole, 
What's that? Nanny. Yeah. It was, I a, mean, big, it was a big show. It was. I mean, a lot of those... I mean, basically everything from the fucking TGIF lineup. Mm-hmm. Boy Meets World, Family Matters, Step by Step. Sure. Like, all that shit. Like, they, there really wasn't any... Like, like once they were done, there wasn't a strong set of sitcoms that really came afterwards. I know a lot of people like The Office. The Office is a good show. I didn't see it during its I've initial I've actually never run. seen any of it. Um, that's not by like how uh, I met your mother, which I, which I didn't discover that show until it was season eight. So they still only have one more season to go. So yeah, what I, what I saw I, was and, all, and what year was, was that back? That started in 2005. No, no. What year was season eight? Season eight was 2013. Yeah. Like 2012, 2013. I, and I think I got, in, and I'd seen some episodes of it, of course, but I got into it cause you had gotten into it and then. I had, when I was deployed to Jordan, I had downloaded the whole show off somebody's hard yeah. drive on my computer. So I binged the show. So I think it was already off the air. To, what, what was the last season? Uh, it ended in 2014. Yeah. So I was, yeah. yeah. He didn't have the last season. I remember because, yeah. the, because the last episode of How I Met Your Mother and the last episode of Psych uh, occurred within like four days of each other. Right. Yeah. So and he, I, yeah. So right. like after that point, I was like, you know what? There's really no point in going He didn't have this. the last season. So when yeah. I got back, from Jordan, I had binged the last season because mm-hmm. it was already over. Yeah, remember then. Remember, I I went back. And, oh no, I didn't watch it on my 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 deployment. Remember, I was texting you, and I binged the whole fucking season yes. in, in about three days because it was over a four day weekend when I was in the army. And I yeah. my I think my ex wife came up here to visit, and I stayed down in North Carolina, and I just watched the whole show over the course of a weekend. Yeah. So, but I mean, but again, it was yeah. it was after like you. It was much later on. Yeah. Actually, after but, the show ended. But for me. sitcoms, they 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 just don't have the drawing appeal. Yeah, anymore. and I, look, I was never a Big Bang fan. Fan. That's not true. I did like the first few early episode seasons. I see like, when it was when it was actually like, about see, being a nerd. The like, moment that Sheldon and uh, Penny got <clears> together, it ended the show for me. It just turned into Friends. Leonard That's and Penny. Yes, Leonard and Penny. Penny I'm sorry, but it basically like, just turned into Friends. But and it was one of the things I saw where someone put. Like a clip of it up, but they took out the laugh track mm-hmm. until you realize just how it's not. It's not it's funny. Not funny. Mm. There are some shows you can do that to when you pull up the laugh track. You're like, this isn't funny. But mm. Home Improvement was not one of those shows no. because it wasn't <clears throat> so much the joke; it was the visual of what Tim's going to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, Tim's gonna fall through the roof. You know, mm-hmm. when he's testing it for durability, mm-hmm. Tim's gonna glue the piece of board to his forehead. Right. You know. Al's gonna sit there condescending. Like, I don't think so, Tim. Yeah, you know it's the it's the joke of, of, of whatever Wilson's doing that's obscuring his face. Mm-hmm. Like, it was mm-hmm. the running gags like that that really helped the show. And a lot yeah. of shows don't have that. Yeah. That's why I liked How I Met Your Mother because there's a lot of running gags that mm-hmm. went on throughout that show. Slap bet. The slap bet, the <coughs> Robin being Canadian, the, the duck tie, the ducky tie, <coughs> uh, Robin sparkles, like shit like that that just went on yeah, yeah, and yeah. on and on. It's called but, continuity, folks. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> look it up, folks. So, um, we're, we're waffling again. Uh, out of ten, out of ten. Nine. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's one of the. I think it's one of the most Christmas movies. Don't they're not great. No, a lot of them are like they're campy and they're cheesy. This is a great movie. This really is. It really is a great. And movie. it's a feel good movie. <clears throat> mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a feel good movie without feeling overly cheesy. Again, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm going to tell you right now. Next Christmas, we're gonna do we're gonna do part two. Okay. Because I also love the second one. Now I've never seen the third one. That's not like fuck that. I just haven't gotten around to watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's been like ten years. I think fifteen years since the third one came out. Yeah, two thousand six. Yeah. So. Shit. Um. But um, we'll do the second one next year because I again mm-hmm. I love I love the second one too. It's so. got Anne Margaret in it too. So. Yeah. Anne Margaret and Adam, and uh, Alan Arkin. Perfect. They play his in house. Yeah. 
Alan Arkin. I'm thinking Alan Alda. You Alan, are thinking Alan Alda. <laughs> Alan Alda. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, this is about Santa Claus? Oh, that's great. That's, that's great. just wild. That's great. That's great. <laughs> and I'm the old guy on the set. So. <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts. Great, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> doing a great with job, any Scott. of with all of that everybody yeah. um next week what do we have ne- next week's christmas holy fuck <laughs> what do we um, well it's not it's <clears throat> it's not next week because it'll be five days after this gets posted on sunday well, which yeah. will be christmas well that's friday so yeah hey guys what's coming on christmas we got two reviews for you on christmas mm-hmm some would say it's a gift for those who are naughty and those who are nice. Mm-hmm. Your naughty review, your your naughty gift mm-hmm. is we are going to review a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. But your nice gift is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Greatest Christmas movie of all time. Die Hard with a vengeance. No, that doesn't take place at Christmas. I time. just mean our podcast is going to come at you with a vengeance. Okay, all right. And then we only got one more Christmas movie. And then there. harder, <laughs> harder, die harder with a vengeance. Which we'll probably do next year because that's also a Christmas movie. It is. So. We'll do, we'll do we'll do lethal weapon again. <laughs> Ow! Oh, gotcha. Yeah, my arm. Oh, t- 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 Tom Atkins and Christmas. Ugh. Everybody, we will see you on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. I've been Dean Holtzapple. I'm still George Rogers, and we will see you on Christmas in the multiverse. Take two. In the multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll it again. Do it again. In the multiverse. On Christmas. I think you can do it better. In the multiverse on Christmas. Not as energetic. Come on down! What?